We're level six now. Yeah. Yeah, after that, I feel I felt like y'all deserved uh, at least one level, if not two. Jeez Louise. I that agree. was a big old tower. I mean, let's just make it three. I mean, let's right. even five it levels. out. Yeah, Honestly. I mean, five levels makes a lot of sense. We at least had and five even episodes. Baker's dozen. Yeah, and it's good. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Welcome, everybody, to this week's Metagame Minute. Hey, this one's weekly podcast where you hear our case about why we might level up. Um... Let's go ahead and start with typical horn order, starting with uh, veteran Elvin Archer or Ball in this case. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm most interested not in the battle that happened, but uh, in, you know, in this instance, the veteran Elvin Archer did get loose, so that was kind of interesting for you to be able to attack. So if you have anything, yeah, to say wreck about some that, people too. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I was thrilled with you to be able to kind of hit those uh, attacks and do some damage because it, it did not feel. When I went down, and then Gallandale went down, and Craig went down, it did not feel like we were going to win. Um, those bad guys are pretty strong. Does yeah, veteran definitely Archer have anything thoughts about that? Yeah, definitely getting out of my cuffs. Uh, I kind of wanted to harass uh, Caleb a little bit about <laughs> uh, uh, uncuffing the unknown character and not going to the aid of his friend before. <laughs> I thought about it. Yeah, I thought about it, but but you made an effort. Like you came towards me too, so I felt like there was some sort of obligation. I kind of did want to harass you a little bit, but at the same time, I was like, yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> I killed two people in one turn and then murdered another guy. It it kind of worked out pretty well for the whole group. So yeah, I was very happy with getting uncuffed. Uh, it was it was fun being like comic relief, jumping around. Uh, <laughs> And hiding Bef- behind shit, but Bef- yeah, that was funny. before we get to ball. One thing I'm curious is, is, is you know, you're the one that was getting into the mindset of veteran Elvin Archer. What do you think veteran Elvin Archer wanted to do with these captives of ours, these new people that we speak? Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't know the whole story. It seems, I think the idea that they were uh, kind of helping guide them through. The wastes is a pretty good idea and they failed and everybody got pissed at them and locked them up i think that's probably what happened um he would probably be really unhappy about his friend getting killed so uh he would probably want them dead because his you know partner of however long at least since our campaign has been running uh was killed by them so yeah that, and, and just just thinking. Just for fun, before we get to ball two, what do you think, if you could impart some words of wisdom, like ideas of how veteran Elvin Archer might behave in the future to our DM, you know, what what do you think, <laughs> how do you think that's going to shape up? You know? I mean, he's got to call people boner more often because that was <laughs> that was like a key thing of his character as I played him. Yeah, I got, so I got that sense. Definitely more boners. Uh, it's like the one <laughs> common like uh, like insult that he's learned. He's, he's, he's learned that, that yeah. yeah, he calls people boners because that's what you, uh, yeah, you know, boners. common folk um, call people. Obviously, he needs to say boner more often. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> beyond that, uh, this is Alex's world and this is Alex's character. And I was happy to be in his shoes for at least two episodes. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. And that, that does enough. does make me think of something um I didn't mention in game. And, and if you guys want to change it, that's fine. Um, the, there was some magical items on that other elf. Ooh. The elven archer kind of took their body and is going to do, you know, make sure that they're brought back home. Um, but if you wanted to push that issue next, uh, 
session. You know, you were free to, but oh. my assumption was that with that was that the the elf is kind of taking care of this other elf. I bet he's got some real good stuff though. Yeah, but I don't so, want to yeah, loot like that a into the partner. Like I wouldn't want to loot like a guy. I mean, they'll survive getting smashed by rock. So yeah, their friends Ball would definitely not be okay with that. But okay, so anyway. real quick though, what is Ball feeling about? Yeah. You know, you got this bag of holes. Nice transition and... right there. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I know. It's like I've been doing this for a few episodes. Um, no, but uh, you know, we 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 got back into ball pretty. Uh, you know, our main characters pretty quickly, and and ball got this bag of holding, which I, I feel like it was something that any of us could have really pushed. But oh, I've wanted it for so long, man. Yeah, like, I, I I think I think that like you getting it was a victory that like we all could sort of rejoice in just a little bit. At least that's how I felt. Um. You know, but where's Ball at with all this? And 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 obviously, like you're getting this this sweet magic item that kind of, you know, eases any. I don't know. I guess like role like, playing issue that maybe yeah, burdens of carrying stuff. Right. Like, yeah. True. <laughs> uh, no, that that is something that I am just. Uh, I I I've had the opportunity to create one, but the idea of creating one. Uh, and then having it just turn into a regular bag and all the stuff falling out of it just seems so, so silly yeah. to me. <laughs> yeah, I just I, I want one that's just permanent. And when I heard it was a bag of holding, I just got so excited. I I, I don't know if it came up through the recording or anything, but <laughs> it, it sounded uh, like it to me. At yeah, least visually, I, it did. I I was so excited when I heard that. And yeah, getting the bag of holding is it's gonna make my life so much easier. Like the the amount of stuff that Ball has to carry to be an artificer is ridiculous <laughs> he's just got to collect and gather and hold like so much stuff and that's it's it's going to be so nice for him no longer all right uh tell brune captain yeah Gordon. there's multiple things i want to talk about real quick oh go ahead uh, please. we had we had a lot of conversations about murdering and like <laughs> okay, yeah just completely uh like decimating bodies and corpses and like that was heavy stuff for ball yeah and was there anything else you want to add to that because like i kind of feel like we'll talk to that a little bit when we get to my my segment because i was the one obviously pushing that a little bit but um, uh and the other thing was i i was really happy to punch the sheep (laughs) oh that was cool dude yeah a total sick bastard i mentioned it before but one of my favorite movies conan the barbarian 1982 film he gets drunk and he punches a horse or he punches a camel unconscious and then later on he's fighting and when he's fighting a dude charges up on horseback and he just punches the horse unconscious such a fucking awesome movie conan the barbarian go watch it if you haven't watched it the soundtrack's amazing all right we'll get to the murder <laughs> stuff later unless uh milo has anything to add but uh scory tell mm. captain gordon you did some work with your great sword thank god as much shit as i gave you about not doing your stuff at the beginning you did some serious damage once you started being able to swing so i don't know what you're thinking about gordon if there's anything that you want to share about the fight but then what does scory want to share with the listener about murdering people about the pounding rock thing <laughs> Um, Why you? You just turned it because like, it was sexual. all you that was into the. Yeah, <laughs> it's not sexual. Get out of here. But uh, anyway, you know, it's yeah. kind of open-ended yeah, question. Never make sexual like... jokes on the show ever. No, there's no yeah. sexual jokes to be made about punching whores in the earth. Wait, what was it? Horses, whores. Anyway, it was a bad joke. Uh, I wish I could take it back. Here we are, Metagame Minute. Unable. I'm glad we don't make people pay for this anymore. 
<laughs> I'm making so you guilty pay about for it. it. I'm making yeah. you pay for it in a completely different way. Yeah. Um, no, but it's kind of an open-ended question to you, Caleb. You know, tell us about a little bit about Kevin Gordon, where you were with that fight, or just take us right into Telbrun because we had some pretty intense role-playing moments. I think all of us. Um, yeah. So Captain Gordon, I actually really enjoyed playing him, and it's the first time that I've actually had success with a character. I feel yeah. like. No, uh, for sure. You, you, so, you, you and you were heroic too. Like, part part of me wants to message Alex privately and be like, "Can we kill off Scory and then bring Gordon back?" Bring back. And I'll, just, <laughs> yeah. I'll just play guard Gordon. Um, but uh, it was a blast to actually be able to do something uh, to down one or two of the of the baddies and and have kind of an interesting kind of com- camaraderie with uh, with Sasha was fun. Still, still having that that partner that you can kind of riff off of, yeah, is, I think important instead of us just being all solo people solo that don't boy, know, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, I really enjoyed also meeting up with veteran Elvin Archer um, down in the ravine. I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad he slid down so I could I can help him out. Um, I didn't know he's going to give me trouble about not helping my friend out, but. Um, <laughs> he didn't yeah Milo didn't. yeah yeah you made the right I, move, I apologize uh, you made the right move, Caleb, but... that, that was uh, it was honestly those were the two things that i wanted to accomplish next um but the fact that you took initiative and moved towards me i felt like okay let's take care of this we'll get one more fighter on our on our side well, and then i'll worry about sasha and, and, and let's let you off the hook because sasha would have said if i'm down you ain't worrying about me so mm-hmm. let's go ahead and let Gordon off the hook a little he bit. Would. And I feel he like, would. I feel like, yeah. or she would, she would. Yeah. I feel like Gordon knows Sasha enough to know what yeah, she can and can't together. handle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. We've been fighting together for a while and we've it's, been in that it's unorthodox. tower for two weeks. Like, yeah. Who knows what happened? Well, nothing like that. You fucking asshole. But uh, <laughs> is there little Gordons in the future? Oh, Jesus. Gordon's fucking Christ. No, get out of here. Okay. You forfeited the rest of your time. Uh, no, just kidding. Unless there's anything you want to talk about real quick about Scory so we can move on. Uh, not really. Um, I mean, well, what was Scory feeling about Arthur's really intense pitch to like murder these people? Part of him is down for it, but I think more and more he is is leaning towards the the good side of things. Um, he, yeah, you. I think you said like there's there's a part of you that's trying to like leave that behind. Yeah. yeah, let's save that for the end because I want to talk about it too. Okay, and uh, just going back, I wasn't being. Oh, I, I, I feel like I want to qualify the Gordon Sasha comment. <laughs> oh Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ! Okay, <laughs> qualify it. Let's move on. Uh, I, I don't really have a good qualifier. I just I, was, <laughs> I, I wanted to be clear that I wasn't intending it to be. Uh, oh, that's fine. You're all condescending or, or any sort of misogyny or anything. I just, uh, you know, that's fine. They, they have a relationship. That's all I'm kind of. They implying. they do, yeah. And I just and we don't know that, how deep that goes. That's true. Exactly. Uh, okay. Now uh, I want to talk a little bit, but if people want to talk about this murder conversation at the end, I'm happy to kind of postpone my time a little that. bit. Okay. So let's jump then to Bentley, to Gallandale, to Rifirian. You know. Um, 
we had a little bit we're gonna we're gonna try and save most of the murder talk for the end but like you know obviously you and i had a little bit of an intense conversation about like executing these people i will say like when when riff was like these are the fuckers that tricked me or like these are the fuckers that that i let go like i was all of a sudden like seizing on this and maybe this is something we could talk about on the end but you know if there's anything you want to briefly kind of share about what riff was doing um gallandale obviously was was pretty badass in the fight you did get kind of murked there at the end but we all did so it's, that's not much of a conversation yeah, piece. that riff stuff got... felt like real like character development kind of coming uh, into play and, and like, i felt seeing... that too like as arthur because i was just yeah. like here it is like this is a moment of like growth for riff like a moment of like exploitation for arthur or for the little kid like you know, there's kind of open-ended question. There's nothing specific there, but that was like felt like significant to me. Yeah. I mean, I you haven't asked me a question, so I don't know what you want me to say, but like Well, I'm, and that's and that's that's what I was trying to say. Like there's not really there there isn't really a question there, you know, because uh I mean I guess I don't know. I don't know how I would I, I don't know how I would frame it exactly, except to just like I, I guess I'm just interested in trying to get to the to the to the heart of Riff a little bit in that because, you know, is Riff feeling like these people actually pulled one over on her, or is she feeling maybe more like she made the wrong decision? It's on her versus on them. Um, you know, if you had to narrow down like where Riff is coming from on all those types of things, um, I will I will say, uh that uh, when she saw who it was and saw what had happened um even though she didn't see gallandale uh because he was he was in the cart or whatever i mean she saw er the carnage of everything else and then she recognized who those people were you know she said very specifically to arthur they haven't done anything to us so i don't right. care and so and now that's that like they a pretty have intense... the thing is is that like i i again like it, it wasn't it really bothered her. It really, really bothered her because she came out where she thought, hey, our group just did all this really cool stuff. And we're like, hey, we're going to share with the group. And like, look, and then she comes out to like a murder hobo scene and she and then she sees that person and she knows in her head that Arthur is definitely and probably other people are going to be like, see, we should. And she so she wanted to kind of get in front of it. But also she was super, super, super pissed. And um, super, she super, super like, angry. Uh, she, 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 you, you've said, you've commented in the past that like, she, you know, both in character and out of, uh, and then like on, on this sort of stuff that, that um, and, I, and I think I've agreed with you and also sort of expounded upon it is that while she is very skilled and very talented and very good at what she does, she also is a little naive because she's like, well, she doesn't have the, people haven't really fucked me over thing yet i mean her uncle yeah. kind of um and there's been more things but this is something that like she processed in her head where she also goes what if they had what if it had just been a little bit longer they'd killed everyone and they were waiting for us and we weren't ready for it and we would have been screwed i mean our our heavy hitter was a fucking goat and i don't think we i forgot about that and like, and I didn't, I, I'm glad Mr. Ball knew what to do because I was like, I was like, oh yeah, he's a fucking goat. Like, 
I'm so glad, like, especially the the demonic eyes guy that like like fucking killed me and and Dash's characters. Yeah. So, like, so just to clarify, he was a sheep, not a goat. So <laughs> I don't oh, oh. don't care. And uh, but like uh, but then yeah, she would have had had you not started talking as Arthur and started like doing a bunch of other stuff. I would have I would have killed him. I would have oh, I I just would have straight stabbed him right in right in the throat with my knife chucks. Uh oh, and then um and then the re- but me as a player and uh and maybe that transfers to the character, I go I'm glad I didn't because then I would have to like walk around with that shit on my head. And then yeah. also and also snide judgment from you fuckers later on being like, "Well, I mean, don't leave her alone. She did kill that one 100%. person." Hundred. No snide judgment from Arthur, dude. Shit. I was trying to convince you to do it, you know, and that's the thing. Like, I, I think as a well, as no, a you were trying to convince everyone off of a joke that I made. I made a joke about putting them under the bouncing rock, and then you went on like a five minute campaign about how. We dude, I thought that was fucking that. awesome. I'm not gonna <laughs> I lie. I think Arthur was a hundred percent down for that. No, <laughs> it seems I'm, like such it, a fucker. It just seems like, dude. I don't know I, how we would get it? them up there though. Like, and I was, I was like, only joking yeah. around, but um, I was like, of course, a fucking kid would come up with. The most savage, <laughs> the most loony, <laughs> the most loony tunes, fucking yeah. Uh, no, I saw it in I a picture book it. once. Like, and and that's the thing. And I, you know, I'm glad it kind of came through. And even though you think I was joking, like, no, I that was 100 percent art. No, that, I was joking. I knew you weren't joking. Oh, okay. I was completely okay. joking. I was just trying yeah. to make you laugh. Um, oh, you did, I, and I thought it was so fucking perfect for these people. Yeah, I've, and we could like satisfy fucking Scory, who just Scory fights the fuck up about like, this. Ride. Actually, go to the rock. Yeah, we go to we we finally wow. go to what, what's the president's face? Uh, the we finally go to um, Mount Rushmore. Yeah, we finally go to the Mount Rushmore of this this level or whatever. And what if what if wow, I, it, it was it, important caleb yeah. you were right it was important we should have investigated <laughs> what if what if at the end of all this scory is like fine let's just go to the rock just to shut arthur up we'll call it good <laughs> Done. and it's some sort of weird sacrifice and then we like in invoke like some sort of demon that takes over the world i will yeah, say uh uh Lord. i i thought um <laughs> uh 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 you said something I wrote a note about, um, uh, Rhett, where you go, Mr. Telbrun, let him have it now, <laughs> and uh, uh, let him have it now, and uh, and then like you know, as he was punching him in the face, but <laughs> I, I to to pepper that up, I, I would have been funny to me if you went, let him have it now, pretend your fist is that bouncing rock you see, and then like, <laughs> 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 and then and then I got to give it to, I got to give it up to Caleb, I think in the. <laughs> Four and a half years that we've been playing, that's the best consistent rolling I've ever seen you do in one session. <laughs> Dude, that was, I know. I was super you have advantage for everything. I was yeah. super stoked for you because you just fucking I was like, man, and I wasn't joking. Like I said it joking, but I wasn't I was like, what if he like goes through and kills all these people? But then <laughs> but then you were like, Oh, like you killed that one guy, and then I was like, Oh, he'll run over and kill that guy that's on Dash. And then you're like, No, nah, I'm gonna cross the ravine now. I was like, ah, well, never mind. Yeah, yeah. It was but, it was great. I was excited. Really good. I'm excited for all the 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 stuff and riff riff gets a really cool feature at level six so i'm very excited about that and oh, uh awesome and uh no it was really really good rp really really good intense stuff and uh yeah now it's it's up to dash and then i guess we talk murder hobo stuff yeah we'll talk a little bit about the murder uh dash um 
you know, you had uh, Craig, who I actually think is is actually quite quite an interesting character personally. So if there's anything you want to talk about that, please. But but I feel like the fight was probably like the least interesting part about this whole thing. Um, you know, you got murked a little bit. We all did. So I don't know. Kind yeah. Of what boring. was that thing, Alex? Which thing? The the staring in the eyes thing that killed the, like yeah, that knocked me and Craig down. Oh, that guy's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, terrifying. I wouldn't want to fight him. Um, okay, well, I guess hey guys. Well, but, I, at, at the end, I do my D, my DM stuff. I'll tell you. I'll tell you oh, more about right. him later. Okay, okay. Yeah. So then, what what's Wolf feeling about this? Because like I was thinking, man, like Wolf is a sheep. Here's my chance to invoke Cord a little bit, and I did. I took my swing. Like, well, if the, if gods are real, then they are gonna let these people have a merciful death. And if we get to smash them under rock, then we'll like, that's what the fucking gods want, you know? Um, so I, I went for my, you know, typical exploitative thing, but like, then you kind of came back. I couldn't do that as easily. I'd already taken my swing, but you know, what's Wolf feeling about that? What's Wolf feeling about the way the fight shaped up, the way that we're handling these captives, people who we know for a straight, cold, hard fact. He's still campaigning to kill them. Still campaigning. Oh, 100%. This is metagame minute, bitch. If I can't have all of you on my side by the end of it, then I failed. <laughs> then you yeah, failed. Happening, bro. <laughs> Go ahead, Dash. Take us there. Um, Open-ended. There's no real question, just a prompt. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't really have a specific feeling about this, really. Um, I didn't like being a sheep. Uh, I was kind of hoping Alex would just forget, and he did. I did, yeah, but I wasn't gonna forget. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. I'm gonna kill Milo's character before this game's <laughs> over. I'm gonna cut his head off, and he that is yeah, it's well deserved. Honestly, I'm going to kill like, after him. After that, like I punch totally my sheep in the face. Understand? <laughs> you I'm cut his head off, him. and then you put that on the end of your uh, on the end of your chain weapon and full circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got this like. I'll get my head. The end. <laughs> I'll get my head, and it's gonna be balls. Well, um, Dash, I mean, you know, if, if, if you don't have anything to add, then maybe you could carry, carry us right into this murder hobo conversation. Because, because we call it a murder hobo conversation, but I don't, I don't really feel that way. This is what Arthur feels is his duty as like a Lord of Usma. You know, like he's trying to like take these duties on himself. And even though he's not like collecting taxes and have like people that live directly under him like he's got this land he's got these and he feels like he has these duties because of it you know so where does where does wolf a fucking soldier of usama land on this like these people murdered people in the desert we let them get away no matter who's specific fault we let them get away and here they are they come up and they start trying to murder the people that we rescued out of this tower and not only that what do you think they would have done to us while you were a sheep if we'd come out and they got everybody what do you think they would have done with all of the the goods that we had brought out of here the things that we were charged by the kingdom of Usma to bring out you know so here's the you here he is still work. selling here he yeah, is yeah yeah <laughs> no, like let him answer one of the 18 yeah let him answer one of the 18 questions you've asked yeah look so that that's what it is, Dash. You're a soldier of Usama. Oh God! You were charged by the king of Usama. He already knows. You already said it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Uh, I don't even know what you're asking. 
there is what I'm asking is Do like, you want to murder the bad guys or not murder the bad guys? Thank look, you, if, if, <laughs> there you go. Look, if I, I look, I came out, they weren't in conflict, the conflict had been resolved, they're incapacitated, tied up. And, uh, you know, Wolf offered, like, yeah, obviously the punishment out here, we're kind of in the wilderness. If we were in, you know, civilization, I'd say uh, we should take them to the guards immediately. Um, but, you know, I'd also be fine with executing them right here. And, and in fact, you know, if we don't want other people coming to this tower, leaving their bodies to decay out front would be a pretty good yeah. deterrent. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that's just thinking like a soldier. But ultimately, it seemed like the general consensus was like, these guys can take them to someone to, you know, dole out, uh, you know, the the proper kind of justice instead of this wild justice. So he figured, all right, well, if that's kind of what everyone's feeling, we should probably go that route. But he's he's Wolf is amenable. I mean, he's a soldier and he's, you know, a bloodthirsty barbarian who will, you know, hack you and your family up. if That's <laughs> what it calls. You can be poor. I, mean, I, I just yeah, wonder, like you can be both. Yeah, I'm, I'm not just one thing. You know, I'm not I'm not saying that Wolf is loyal only to himself because we've seen that that's not the case. But, you know, I, I guess I wondered if there was a, a, a bit of overprotectiveness, a bit of loyalty for your fellow soldiers of Usama, because we got Captain Gordon. We got Sasha here who fought for the same cause that you did, likely battling against the mages on the same lines that you did. And and here these fools are rolling up and and knocking them unconscious Try it to really feels out. like you're selling again. It just it feels like you're selling. You're, you want okay. us to murder these guys. When you guys are in charge of Metagame Minute, you can try to steer the course of the game however you okay. want. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let me give you a Ball's perspective. Ball is a lawful good character. Yeah, he is not going sure. to murder people that are chained up, tied up in the back of a cart when there's but people who is the law? Take them to uh, prison and have them rightfully charged for their crimes. That but is the is bottom the line for Ball. A hundred percent. There is what no is the way law? you could ever convince him otherwise. Because I'm not. I'm not saying that the law is subjective, but like here you have somebody trying to it carry out like the letter though. of the law. You know what I mean? Like you have somebody who feels the responsibility to the law and the stability of the kingdom of Usma. And like, he feels like you're undermining it just a little bit. Yeah. I kind of understand that with, with uh, Arthur's like background in like being a Lord or whatever. And yeah, that kind of makes sense for your character. I understand why you would sell your character so hard in this instance. <laughs> Look, and it feels weird because like in real life, dude, I'm all about like police abolition and all this sort of this sort of shit. So like this feels super backwards. But um but this is something that we touched on before with with Arthur. And so like when these people came out and like Riff had that connection with it, like Arthur felt super compelled to like actually really make a super hard pitch for it. And so like and I and I'm not trying to make the pitch anymore because the decision's already been made. We're gonna carry that out. I'm just trying to like challenge you to like defend your position because I, you know, I feel as though like my position was the default, you know, like this is the right thing. This is the good thing to go for. Um, so going on, on the murder hobo thing, like, I, uh, I, I don't know, like anybody else want to chime in? We don't have to go in order. Like, I feel like this was the most compelling part of the whole thing. And I think me and Riff had like some pretty intense connection. I've, I really felt that moment, like when Riff and Arthur, literally I'm going through like, like Riff's a little kid, like she's feeling like a fool. Like 
I'm gonna try and get her. Like, break this fool's yeah. leg. Yeah, slash let this me, dude's let neck. Let me manipulate her into because, killing and murdering people. Because Arthur is not Arthur ever is going to fuck. Arthur dude. is such a bad person. He doesn't he's not, get his hands dirty ever. He's not well, like. I've the, got a question then for Arthur. Okay, let's hear it. Because because as a DM, I was trying to kind of hedge that conversation. Um, when Captain Gordon said, "As a soldier of Usama, these are the two things that we would do." as the law mm -hmm. which was kill them now as is your right they attacked you or take them somewhere to be uh you know shown in front of a judge how did arthur take that well and i i think i tried to speak up a little bit on that where you're talking about like well this is the law of usma and and i think like my knee-jerk reaction was to try and make a, a, a an impassioned plea to gordon where it was like, well, who is the law of Usman? Like, who pays your salary? Who does this? Like, I'm a landed lord of Usman. Yeah, and, and that seemed like it went on a, a whole new, different and, tangent. And it might have. But the, the fact is, is that I, I feel like when Gordon was saying that, like, I think it really showed Arthur, like, here's a person that's beneath him. Like, this this is like, this is a salary worker. Like, this person's, like, beneath me in a way. He's like, asking for permission to, like, yeah. for you to do what you need to do as a leader. Right. And he's saying, like, this, these are the things that we would do. Okay, then fucking kill him. <laughs> like, stop I, I, wasting time and doing and do it. Because, like, I never want to see this person again. Because we let him go once, and that was once too many. Now, this is Arthur, not only, like, the Lord, but this is Arthur, the person who was, like you know having to do shady shit for even and all well, this here, sort of stuff here's like, my that's, god that's this, where this stuff would gone. create so much conflict between our characters like in character but i love this kind of shit like right. i would love to play <laughs> with you in a game minute over this shit right. my character would be the opposite right 100%, but i i just fucking love it <laughs> good arthur like, uh, Rhett, you've you've talked about it time and time again how none of us really know kind of the dirty stuff that Arthur was into before, like, like, you know, kind of dirty business right. and, and who knows what. And I feel like this is maybe the first kind of surfacing that's, that's kind of explicit to everybody. Right. A little well, and, and, and that's, that's part of what really made me feel like I needed to grab onto it a little bit because Arthur yeah. has been pretty passive. Like, well, what is going to get me, you know, like, more well, and now you're comfortable and, with us. Right. And and that's the truth. And I've tried to explore, exploit Wolf a little bit. And I took my shot at Wolf last season and it backfired. If you remember when I tried to talk about Cord and all this shit and it backfired and he like kind of came after me about it a little bit. But the truth of the matter is like, yeah, he had to do shady shit. And if you guys remember last season, like even was like, yeah, fucking cut off this person's hands and then come back to me and talk. So y'all think that like Arthur ain't going to go cut off somebody's hands. Yeah. Because he's in the bondage of this person. He was going to go cut off this motherfucker's hands before he died. And then, thank God, Adrian came along. And now he has to do other shit. And the thing is, <laughs> I, is that, I like... I just love this RP. This RP is so much fun for me. Arthur like, has a always... Player, I fucking... It's so frustrating. <laughs> and I kind of just want to strangle you. But, right. Like, just as an outsider perspective, like, looking at the situation, it's, like, so much fun. Well, and, that, and that's why I was like, let's take the vote and I'll honor it no matter what, because I feel like we could have probably just went back and forth nonstop and, like, never have agreed on anything. Because, I mean, the thing is, is that Arthur has been feeling the call for, like, responsibility for a long time. Like, he comes from a rich family. He's never really had to have responsibility except towards the people that tell him what to do, like Eben, for example. And so here he is. He has these responsibilities. Nobody's telling him what to do. So 
So why the fuck wouldn't he? How has it been carried out before? He's seen the heavy hand of the law. He's seen the he- like, yeah, this is how it's going to be. This is how you keep order. He gave these people a shot and they blew it. So I, I took my shot like in RPM. I'm going on it for on and on and on for Medigame Minute. So, but if there's anything that anybody else wants to add about the murder hoboness, because I feel like I kind of had my interaction with everybody except for Wolf. I even had my interaction with Alex a little bit about it. Like, you know, like he's like, and I felt like I really want, like if the other party with with the prisoners was going to separate from us, but it sounds like we're all kind of headed in the same direction. I was going to be like, these motherfuckers try to run. You fucking do the, what you need to do and you and you leave him out to rot in the sun because they ain't fucking worth the time. But we didn't get that shot. So um, sounds like we're all going to be traveling together. So I don't know. Maybe I'll get to be able to tell somebody to murder them for me later on. Is there anything anybody else wants to add about that? Murder hobo? Okay. Alex, what about you, though? You had some things. Um, this has been a long minute, minute but I can't let it go because, <laughs> Jesus, like, this is like... Yeah, you wanted to do some murders. It, it may, you know... Sometimes yeah. that's what you do in D and D. State section out, and, and history is written murder. by the victors. And, and, and as a DM, I was trying to do the same. Uh, if you notice, that last shorter skeleton character did one thing really good, and that was go up to people and murder them. <laughs> um, yeah. The problem was they got stuck in that black tentacle for about two rounds, and this thank God uh, for that two part um, session was flipped on its head. Uh, I was expecting to kind of kill each of the characters and have this mercenary group a little, um, what would you say, just hobbled a bit, just uh, just yeah. kind of not not at their their hundred, you know, full full tilt. Um, and and you you saw kind of the reins come down, make sure everyone's stabilized, so no one's gonna die die. Uh, but with that with that you know that little skeleton guy getting stuck there um was only able to kill kind of two people right away and then had to kind of come around and then eventually got taken out themselves um so it's you know i always i always set these things up with something i'm trying to do but it is always the roll of the dice and your guys's decisions on what happens Cool. Well, I, I had a blast with this. I, you know, I was excited to, to roll these um, from the last time. And when I remember that we were jumping into this, I, I was super excited for it. So uh, Alex, we thank you for putting this together. And, um, and I thank you guys for bearing with me for this like really minor thing. That was like a pretty heavy moment for my character and uh, maybe for others. Cause like poof felt like a big deal but thanks for letting me uh even talk about it some more in metagame minute but i think unless anybody else has anything to add uh that's this week's metagame minute you get a little bit of a longer one we're going to be back monday with your regular installment of k 